like Courtney was just Joe's stripper friend who we would have, he was like calling, hey, because she, she never drove. She still didn't, still doesn't as best as I know. And I'm going to never forget the night she came back from England where she had left Billy Corgan for Kurt. And we went to the Shamrock on Hollywood Boulevard, which is now Cheetahs, which is a strip club now. Then it was a rock club. And she and Hole played, original lineup of Hole. Well, one of the original lineups played the whole album of Live Through This. First time I'd ever heard it. My favorite song. I didn't bring it today, but like Violet, still one of my favorite songs ever. And there were like seven people in the club. And then she, afterwards, she was like on the street. And we walked up to AMPM there at Vermont and Hollywood. And she was like talking about how Kurt was going to marry her. And she just got a fight with the AMPM guy. She could pick a fight with anyone. Are you feeling really faggoty? Are you feeling really faggoty? Feeling faggoty, of a big canyon and then you were inside a cave and you came out of the cave and then you were over the canyon at the Overlook Cliff again. That's what the name of the setting is that makes that. <laughs> oh, it is? Okay. It's the canyon in the cave on the cliff on the Overlook and the thing and Come setting. back out and then there you are. Yes, my Scenic little gay highway. babies. It's the time. It's a little bit different than the regular podcast that you used to. It's the time when I curate my favorite music for you. You, 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 you. you. You're in the cave. You're in the cave. You went away. You went away. Oh, it's going back. It came back. It came back. That's the boomerang echo. <laughs> wow. And today, to celebrate music and beauty and fun with me, of course, is the most musical and beautiful <laughs> and mm. fun man around is Mr. Sam Piggy, 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 Oh, and away. I want you to call me a boomerang pancake. (laughs) Boomerang pancake. It's been a minute since you've been on the show. I know. It's been a little minute. I am glad to be back. Thank you for having me back. Well, you announced your sobriety and then (laughs) you promptly promptly disappeared. Well, I I was working a lot. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Twenty four seven. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Twelve step, twelve step, twelve step. Rehab class. We were getting coffee this morning, and I walked Sam past a certain store, and <laughs> I, I said, can't believe "I'm it. getting you a gift certificate." And because <laughs> because we're in West Hollywood, home of drug use, yeah, and and drug problems, yeah, and uh, getting over drug problems. It's yeah. all home of all those things. They have <laughs> a a standalone uh, physical store, yeah. Called the Twelve Steps. I had no idea. I mean, I knew they existed. I didn't know that one was standing there. Yeah, West Hollywood. Speaking of that same thing, the other day, I was driving by this place. It's like 
I don't know what it is. It's called Mosaic. It's I, I, it's some churchy thingy thing. I didn't know whether it's they're a having a party. In- no, it's like a it's it's actually in Hollywood, but the, but close to West Hollywood. But they're part. I couldn't get past it. People were pulling into the parking lot. It was super packed, and I was looking at. it. I was like, it's either AA or free booze. That's I don't know what it is because one was, or the one other. One or the other. It's got to be one or the other. Um, but it was just like that. Yeah, West Hollywood. Here West Hollywood, what are you gonna do? So, Sammy, you're back. Back. You, you're, you know, you've wanted me to let the listeners know your sobriety <laughs> is continuing. We don't have to talk about it. Well, let's. I mean, look, it's like these are like friends that you only briefly said hi to. That's true. And yeah. then you ran away. So, well, you just I want to let them. You didn't run away at all. I didn't run away. Like I, people you boomeranged. Me, I boomeranged. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm boomeranged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I literally, you know, things, like they say, things will get better. And they did because I was feeling a lot better about everything. And then, and so many people, I just want to give a shout out to all the people who wrote me really nice messages and posts on Facebook. So nice of you. And I really appreciate that. Everyone's support has been really kind. And things, yeah, I just started working a lot. I went to traveling, working, doing sitcoms and commercials and and doing strong choices and a feature film, feature film starring yeah. famous people that you wrote that I co-wrote and I didn't get to play my part in the movie but it was this is played by Patrick Wilson uh, Pat, now listeners oh my God. if you don't remember who Patrick Wilson is he is very sexy yeah yeah. And you can see him fucking Kate Winslet in a, at least a couple movies. <laughs> On I think a washing that's like machine. <laughs> one of his main things is to always be Kate Winslet's husband and fuck her. Just thinking fuck her in a washing machine. What was that movie, Little Children? Little Children. He fucks her in the washing he also, machine. You also see him naked, not that I'm counting, uh, in Angels in America, mm. the, the miniseries, you know, mm. that's on DVD now. And, and Insidious. Anyway, it's a, Oh, he's good in Insidious. Oh my God, that movie's so scary. So scary. It's literally one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. <sighs> But um, yes. Yeah, so After that I happened. saw Insidious, I thought maybe there was a demon in my house. Well, there is. <laughs> it's behind you. It's Jeremiah. Oh my God, Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah. I knew he looked weird. <laughs> he he looked weird. Me. He scares me. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. You, you oh, did that, that movie in Space who else Station seventy six. Space Station seventy six. Liv Tyler, Matt Bomer, who's out and gay and so sexy and hot and delightful. His body is tight. Oh my God, Marisa Coughlin, who some people may know, who's a sexy blonde funny lady um jerry o'connell from stand by hey. me he's a great guy and i just want to say it's can you based say on you can you can you talk about what jerry o'connell said to you no i can't Shut. if i see you one-on-one not till after i'll do it on the dvd commentary of the okay. movie maybe okay. i don't want someone to crumble like a little delicate blossom that she it's is juicy but we can't talk about it obviously. <laughs> but uh but yeah, this uh, just quickly, this Space Station 76 I co-wrote as a play with a bunch of friends like 12 years ago, and it finally got made as a movie, but one of the, and we when we wrote the play, we play, we wrote characters for ourselves, and I played the captain of the space station. Now, when we got the money to make it, it did not happen, it just so happened that I'm not famous enough to be a star on a movie and get like thousands and thousands of dollars that Patrick is, so we had to give up our roles and take smaller roles, which is all good, we all got because paid. you got paid, sweet, bitch. big time. We got paid. For your, for your writing duties, yeah. and you got to be in the movie. And my acting duties, yeah. And uh, yeah, and shout out to my friend Jack Plotnick, who directed and produced it and spearheaded the whole thing, so that's you magnificent. Go, you go, girl. It'll be out next year, hopefully. So anyway, um, yeah, and then I did, you know, did my first Disney sitcom. Oh my! <laughs> the first thing that I could, second thing ever that I, my the niece incredible and life watch. of Jasper Grasshoppers. <laughs> 
Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, it's called Ring Ting Tiddle and Little Tiny Tootie, and they go downstairs and they jump on a broom. That was pretty. That's a long That's title. Well, Disney's really, you know, verbose. What was this, the Disney show it's that you did? Not that I would know any of them. You wouldn't know it. My nephews and nieces do. It's called Jesse, and it's cute. It's Exclamation like, point? I think, I probably. Jesse! I but the good news was I kind of got to play a creepy villain, and I can't give away too much of the plot, but I do get chased by a mob of angry children. I, maybe I get killed. I don't know. <laughs> they never show what happens. They don't. They show you being chased by a mob of angry kids, but what do those angry kids do to I you. Think they tear uh, me apart and eat me like Cousin Sebastian and suddenly last summer, if that's not too esoteric of a reference. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad that you'll throw in a reference like that. If you don't understand, Google it, darling. Google, Google it. it. Because it's dark. It's, it's dark, 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 dark. It's Tennessee Williams. Ooh. It's dark. It's very dark. It's very dark. Miss Elizabeth Taylor and Montgomery Cliff and Catherine Hepburn are in the movie. Something bad happens to him in the movie after he gets chased Netflix by a mob. Netflix it. Netflix it. <laughs> yeah, so I did the Disney version of Suddenly Last Summer, in which I play Cousin Sebastian. And uh, what else did I do? We did Strong Choices Around. I've been writing a lot. I've been... Fuck, something else happened. Anyway, whatever. So, I'm back. You're back, and you're ready to mix it up for the mixtape edition. Mix now, I know you're a big music person, Sam. You love music. I, uh, music's my life, and I just get my guitar out, and I could jam on it all the time. No. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, aren't we all? But I have to tell you, gentle listeners, that Johnny, I knew, even though he told me the other day that I could have whatever songs I wanted to bring in and listen to, he, of course, promptly made fun of all my music because he's always making fun of me in the car when we go to hikes or wherever we're going to make mischief. And he calls it my angry, my sad white lady music. Like if I have Cat Power or the XX or whatever on, whatever he wants like, to Like, well, I'll get in the car <laughs> and uh, I'll be like, ooh, I'm so happy. It's so beautiful and sun is shining day. Let's go hike. Oh, there's Sam. Hey, Sam. We'll get in this thing. Oh, his door is still broken. I get in, <laughs> close the door, and it's like, I just got power. I'm on heroin. I'm in Yeah, it's like the sad ladies. Feed the now featuring sad ladies on heroin. <laughs> now that's what I call sad. Is it weird that that makes that music makes me so happy? Is does that, it? It makes crazy? you feel good. Yeah, it does. All right. I can't listen to it when I'm actually sad, but when I feel great. I do. I just I don't know. I I have that weird, you know, stupid gay melancholy gene that I just kind of get off on. Sad, like really, I don't know what you call it. Melancholy, poignant, bluesy, not just melancholy, music. poignant, bluesy. bluesy. But I like a lot. Of, yeah, I like. I have you know, it's so gross to say, but I have really eclectic tastes, I guess. Like, uh, and I also I brought some different kinds of things. But I like, I like all your music. You've never steered me wrong. I well, love your. You're music. right about that. And I'm not just trying to kiss ass to get this this high paying job on your podcast. <laughs> I know it's very lucrative. But Sammy came to slut. Saturday Night Slut, slut the other week. You're going to show that just because he's not drinking <laughs> oh, doesn't mean he can't have fun and come to his friend's party. And be supportive. Yeah, we were there for hours. It was really fun. It was the inaugural, the initial like kickoff, That was actually right? the second party. You didn't oh, I'm sorry. You were, I'm away. sorry. you were away for the premiere. Yeah. And then I was out um, of town. the second week of the show, the next day, I had a, a shoot for a TV project. Oh, that's right. You did. So I had to be sober Sally that night because yeah. there was no way I was going to drink and then try to be perky and cute in the morning. You have to but I also could not miss the party. And 
I huh. need to be seeing all those beautiful asses. Oh my god, junks and bodies. Jesus. And, mm. and plus, it was only my second week DJing, so of course I did not want to miss it because I had been playing right. my music all week. So I said, "What better friend? To, what better person to sit <laughs> with me in the DJ booth and both be sober together than Sam Pancake?" Yeah, it was at my old stomping grounds, Foo Bar, where I worked many years ago. And it's Sam my- Pancake during the actor strike. Well, after the commercial strike, and I fucking bottomed out money wise, I had to go back to. Well, not go back to. I'd never really worked in a bar, but I started bar backing there, like a like a cute, spunky nineteen year old when I was actually like four hundred years old. But it was really fun. I and- still got it good. I love Miley Cyrus <laughs> and I love Selena and I'm on Jesse. I play Jesse's best friend. I'm just a little punkin. I'm just a young punk kid. And they had to give me a bar towel and send me back out there. But I gotta say, I didn't really. I knew it, but I had. It's been a while since I witnessed you DJing, but you're a really good DJ, and mm, I really like you. your music. And again, I'm not just saying this because I love you, mm. but it was really fun. The music was really fun. And what about those <clears throat> gentlemen? Oh, my Christ. Holy. The week Sam Pancake was there for the premiere of Scotty Cypher. Which oh, is that's tattoos. right. Is that the boy from Portland? Yes, he's my newest go-go discovery. Oh he's a very God. sweet guy. He's so erotic. Yeah. So good to look at. He mm-hmm. loves to do handstands. Yeah. And then he'll do handstand push-ups. And while he's doing handstand push-ups, his cock and balls fall <laughs> right out of his shorts. That boy is a life. And I light them up with a spotlight. I'm back to the old tricks where yeah. I take a spotlight and I shine it on the area that I want you to notice. <laughs> and you can be pretty sure what that area is. To draw attention to. <laughs> And it ain't the nape of the neck either. Well, it's been really fun DJing at Saturday Night Sled because I've made a pledge. Only R&B and hip hop. Only the, I mean, like I'm no, yeah, basically yeah. no white ladies allowed unless right. you're a screaming black lady, white lady. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. Like me. Time. Like me. And I've been right. getting props from people coming to the party. Be like, man, I can't believe you're playing this. Yeah. They don't play this anywhere. That's the thing, oh, Johnny. Man. That's the thing. No one plays it. And it's really fun to dance to. And no one else plays it. Not that I go out that much. But like. I get around. I get around. I get around. And I have been around Christ knows from what I can remember. But fuck, I think it's really good. Well, especially West Hollywood, you're really just getting top 40 remix, which you know what? When you go out, a lot of times that's hey, what sure. you want to hear. Sure, sure. But if I'm going to play, I don't want to just play the same old thing. I right. want to give you booty. Yeah. I want to give you R&B, hip hop, yeah. a little bit of different house electro stuff mixed in there. Yeah. But not too repetitive. No, no. Lots of, and a lot of 90s R&B. So there's a whole big section where I do like Poison, oh, Missy, yeah. Salt and Peppa. And mm-hmm. people are dancing. They are moving. It was they very sexy. doing it. There are lap dances. There are secret corners. Oh my God, that's there the other thing. There are drink specials. The boys are, the boys are giving lap dances. Now, in particular, there's Scotty Cypher, and then there's our other dancer, Steven. And let me tell you. Steven, yeah, that white Ooh, one. Yeah, right. He was another one. I moved here from Ohio three days ago. Oh, okay. I wonder where that butt came from. I, yeah, that it came ain't... straight from Ohio. That beautiful, That's perfect ass. prime Midwestern beef. They both made hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm. They did? Good for uh, them. Lap dancing. I Yeah, I, wow. I've never had a lap dance what? I, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, Samuel, I'll tell you, they're a little weird. Yeah. 
Um, See, when I was in Atlanta, someone bought me a lap dance. Okay. And so I went into the booth with it, but you know, I'm not taking it so seriously. And I really couldn't believe what I was getting for the money. I'm I'm curious how they, far they go. Well, he gave me twenty bucks. I, I think he gave me twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. I gave I gave him the twenty bucks that my friend had given me for the lap dance. And so it was sexy stuff. Then mm-hmm. he was having me touch his dick. Okay, so you he could touch him. He took the dick out. Uh-huh. He put his butt in my face. Okay. As if I were going to blah, 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 blah. But oh, I was okay. like, no, you like, are a stranger that I've just met and you're wow. funny. And I don't um, want hep C. Well, I also just, I found it kind of funny. I just couldn't really believe that for $20 this was happening. I was like, oh my God. All right then. Here we okay. go. Okay. Oh, well, look at you. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. I was like, oh my goodness, this is good. This is very good. <laughs> wow. Um, but I have a few I have I have yet to test out the lap dances from Scotty and Steven, but I will. Okay. All right. And you know what? That's a sober activity that everyone can enjoy. <laughs> we don't have to keep talking about it. But I just want to let you know that that is a sober activity that everyone can enjoy. It's true. If you can't drink, come to Saturday Night Slut and go get lap dances. <laughs> yeah, or just look at the boys. It's very or sexy. Or just look at the boys. Mm, mm. And, and that, you can do more than look. It's the good news. You can look, you can touch, you can squeeze, mm-hmm. or you can get the whole Megillah for 20 bucks. Lap Dance City, baby. I know. Oh. It's Wait fun. a minute. What? Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I love that Gurgi arrived just in time to talk about the party. Oh, gurgles. Gurgi, I heard you guys yeah. talking about sluts, and I got right over here. <laughs> you could hear it with your super sensitive hearing. Your, My your dick started sl- getting hard. I started imagining <laughs> all the gentlemen that we had at mm. our party. <laughs> your slut sonic hearing. Gergi, can you give your feelings and take on the party to the listeners who may not have been able to experience it yet? Well, the party started off with a lot of alcohol Uh on my part, so my memories are a little bit blurry. Yes, they are. I definitely, when we left the party uh, that night, Sam, Mm. I said to Gergi, wow, it was a a great night. So many people showed up. And he said, people came (laughs) to the party. (laughs) They were there. It was a, it was uh, a lot of alcohol, really, but the whole really theme of the dancers is to get them as drunk as possible, right? So that they will act as slutty as possible, mm-hmm. yes. and do all those dirty, naughty things that they may not have done when they're sober. Uh-huh. True. That's so true. we had like naked backflips, naked backflips, naked uh, handstands, handstand with the pushups mm-hmm. with the dick coming out. Yep. Uh, skateboard, naked skateboard dance. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, that, I miss that. Uh, like, we have fa- prop skateboards because Scotty looks like a skateboarder. Gerd yeah. is a skateboarder. Scotty is a pro BMX biker. Scott, that's the, oh, that's the right. thing. Scotty, the tattooed go-go boy, is a pro BMX biker. Does backflips, oh front flips, no. side flips. Can you tell me? No idea. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Cypher? Cypher. Can he bring the bike in? I love in? that Jeremiah suddenly is involved. Like, what? BMX back, you man. Tell the kids, it. Well, He's from Portland. No idea. Um, he's obviously... Jeremiah. He's he not Ryan Hoffman. He can't be that pro because he's also a stripper at my party on Saturday. <laughs> he gets free shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, they get, like, shoes. Okay. I love that the engineer loves to talk on this show but never comes toward the mic, even though there are 500 of them. Anyway... <laughs> you should have him bring his bike in and do some bike tricks. We thought Is that, that but then he has to like bring his bike and then he, we get him all drunk. What's he going to do? Drunk ride at home? 
Oh, right. That's I don't even know idea. how he gets home. It's always a mystery how these go-go boys get back to wherever they come from. <laughs> no, one night I'll stay that, uh, late and I'll make sure they get home. Yes. Mm. Um, the boys are doing really good. The lap dances were so off the hook. We have a new room we have, like this little box set up for dirty, nasty oh, lap dance Oh, coming this behavior. week, there's, we're doing a new... <clears throat> uh, new box. Well, it's a new area for lap dances that's more private. Oh, you can't pull the curtain back and peekaboo in. <laughs> no, there's no looking. Well, because there's a lot of people getting a looky-loo oh, in the I dark know. room. And sometimes that got a little weird for the people who are getting the lap dances. I sure. think if you're spending your money, you deserve some privacy. Not like I didn't get when I got my lap dance in Atlanta when another stripper brought somebody else right across from us. Really? And I tried to give him a thumbs up, but he wasn't doesn't do it. Oh, he wasn't looking at you. He wasn't looking at me. <laughs> And then we also can offer a box of Kleenex right next to the... Why? Someone sneeze on you? That's right, just in case. West Hollywood winter. <laughs> Birds cold. Birds freezing. Hand me Warm a Kleenex. Gurgi is, real, is running the boys really good, and he is also always down to get completely naked and put a skateboard in front of his car. But what I've learned is that there's grip tape on a skateboard, Uh-oh. and when you're dancing naked with the grip tape... Ow, dude. Like, dude, Johnny, my dick's totally sore today from the sandpaper on the, on the skateboard, man. <laughs> uh, fucking sucks. Girks, I learned the hard way. Oh, uh, shit, man. A grip take on your cock. Ouch. God, that fucking sub shit. And then I was so drunk from the party, I had to had to rub one out before I went to bed, so it was trying to rub one out with grip tape burn dick. Oh, wow. Oh. If that's not the name of my new garage band, I don't know what is. <laughs> that so whole the, entire paragraph. So now you guys know what happens when I leave the club. Yep. <laughs> I could have kind of guessed that. Yeah, I think that's probably... wasn't much of a mystery. I think anybody leaving Saturday alone Night's Club by myself. alone has to... Um, <laughs> It's probably going to be rubbing one off. Yeah. With or without a partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Gurgi, we're about to play my towel dance set from the party. You love that, don't you? You love when that music starts, when that Rocky theme starts going. Except for last week when I heard the music and he was like, towel dance. The towel dance is starting and I'm outside smoking a cigarette. I'm like, fuck. I did Where? see Gurg run in and I was like, fucking God damn it. God damn it, Gurg. Gurg. And I had to be like, they're coming. They're on their way. They're almost there. Fucking Gurgy. Towel dance. The towel dance is my favorite part of the night. Um, It's when we get to see the dancers do everything in just a towel. So tiny. So beautiful. The concept's (laughs) so simple, yet perfect. And here's the music that goes with it.
every day and full of facts.
I felt Especially a, since I made Jeremiah take his clothes off and do I the know. towel dance for you. It was Jeremiah, you just know how to shake he it. Does. White boy knows yeah. how to Yeah, what it. will Lady Jeremiah say? I don't know. Oh my God. You think she listens to this? <laughs> She'll find out. Now, Sam, mm-hmm. back in the day, did were sure. you a big club goer here when you were in Hollywood, oh. like to big nightclubs with house music and stuff? What we did back in the late '80s, what we used to go to, there were really fun underground clubs. They were legitimately underground, illegal clubs downtown. Some DJ by Victor Rodriguez, still a good friend who I just saw Monday night. Like he was one of the big DJs. He's still one of the big DJs here in town. You know, lots of clubs and stuff. And we would go to those. They were kind of like the beginnings of raves. A lot of ecstasy and shit. And they were really fun. Yeah. So I did that. And then, because that was like. <laughs> 80s, 90s, sure. So there were, yeah, those clubs, that was my first introduction because I had moved right from LA straight from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And for the first, at least two years here, I was like, LA is my Disneyland. It's going to be fucking, drinking, smoking, waiting table somewhat, and going out to clubs. And that's what I did. And we just like, we would go out nearly every night. Wow. These big fucking clubs downtown and warehouses that were completely illegal. The cops would come. You grab Those are like ones in the out. movies. Totally that. Yeah, yeah. And then later, like underground clubs or after hours all were so like later on just seemed so. And then, you know, I got in with this crowd that was the whole like Courtney Love bunch, you know, and that was all the beginning of grunge and everything and Kurt and Courtney and you got into the Courtney love bunch. Yeah, I did. What? Can we talk about that for a minute? Did you not know the story? I do, but I think the listeners might enjoy it. Oh yeah. Well, my good friend, Joe mama, Joe mama Nitzberg, who, um, who's doing great. He's in New York now and he's a very accomplished teacher and artist. And, um, 
back in the day, he and Courtney were running around in some different sort of circles. Like and, Sam. Uh, yeah. Sam. Sleepy. They were sleepy sometimes, and I didn't understand what was really going on. <laughs> you didn't understand why they were so sleepy? I didn't get it. But, like, Courtney was just Joe's stripper friend who we would have, he would, like, call, hey, because hey, hey, she never drove. She still didn't, still doesn't as best as I know. And I'm going to never forget the night she came back from... England, where she had left Billy Corgan for Kurt, and we went to the Shamrock on Hollywood Boulevard, which is now Cheetahs, which is a strip club now. Then it was a rock club, and she and Hole played original lineup of Hole. Well, one of the original lineups played the whole album of Live Through This. First time I'd ever heard it. My favorite song. I didn't bring it today, but like Violet, still one of my favorite songs ever. And there were like seven people in the club. And then she, afterwards, she was like on the street. And we walked up to AMPM there at Vermont and Hollywood. And she was like talking about how Kurt was going to marry her. And she just got a fight with the AMPM guy. She could pick a fight with anyone. And she was just fucking. <laughs> and the music was amazing to me. And then like later on, I met. Kurt like laying in her lap in front of the, another AMPM on Sunset Boulevard across the whiskey where like Hole was opening for Smashing Pumpkins. It was crazy times. AMPM Mini Mart. Mini Mart. AMPM okay. Mini Mart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget. Yeah, I'll never forget it. But um, I'll never forget it. You know, know when me and Courtney <laughs> love in front of the AMPM Mini Mart. Yeah. The thing about Courtney is she could fight with and pick a fight with them. She's always really cool to me. She always liked her gay dudes. And, you know, Joe and her had their thing. I don't think that they're still in touch. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was pretty Spill amazing Spill more time. dirt on Courtney. I don't know, dude. She was stripping. She was at... I remember being there. Oh, I don't know how much to say. Whatever. She's been open about plastic. Yeah, then give the a first, shit what you I say on this show. And our friend Fred's apartment on Vermont, that big brick building that now Cafe Figaro's in. It used to be in that space... Uh, uh, the Onyx, which is the first coffee house in LA, which is gone now. And upstairs, our friend Fred lived there. And Courtney was always coming and going, and sometimes in New York, sometimes working. This is post being in the movie, Sid Nancy, which I was obsessed with and still am. Right, because if you don't know, Courtney Love got her big break in Sid and Nancy playing... Yeah. Nancy's friend. I don't know the name of the right, character. Playing a friend of Nancy. That was when she was kind of chunky, right? Yeah, chunkier than she became later. But she also was up to play Nancy down to the wire. Oh. And, uh, Alex Cox, uh, the director, if I'm wrong on that, someone kill me. But like, because uh, I love that movie. But he, at the last, Chloe Webb was more experienced actress. You know, Courtney's frankly more pretty. But anyway, I remember Courtney came back. This was jump forward years later there on Vermont in that brick building. A brick apartment building, and she came in. She had her first nose job, and she had this thing on her nose, and she got in Utah? Question mark. I crazily, I write everything down. Who knew when she'd become so famous? I just remember this stuff, and she had her her neck sucked out for the first time. I can't believe I'm telling all this. Wow. Um, in my to my memory, and um, and uh, and then you know she was always really wild and crazy, super smart, very media savvy. I remember she used to say all the time. And she was so competitive with Madonna even then. It was like, oh, my God, this crazy stripper girl is so competitive with Madonna, who she hadn't met yet. And she would always say say shit like, I have two things Madonna will never have, creamy white skin and a long waist. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so... And you know, for a while there, she, when she got late, years later, she kind of cleaned up and got better. She was such a, she's such a good actress. She's so good in People versus Larry Flint, and you know, um, why am I forgetting the other ones? Um, even Two Hundred Cigarettes. <laughs> and then, what was your what is your interact? What was your last interaction with her? I remember seeing her at the Beverly Center years later, and just kind of like nodding at each other. That was when she was kind of doing a little bit better. Oh, and then one time. 
the biggest time, I guess, was Francis Bean had turned three or four. Kurt, Courtney was with Ed Norton then. He was, I don't know the year, but this. Did you was, know Kurt Cobain too? Yeah, I met Kurt a couple times. Yeah. Did you ever suck his dick or anything? Did <laughs> gay vibes from him? No. He was such a delicate little flower in her arms. Uh, she, I didn't, I wasn't around him that much. But the thing, and I won't get into too much of this because I made a promise years ago, but. Shucks! My, my friend Joe, who was like, when he died, which was very sad in 94, in April, in 94, I believe. I think it was April. He, uh, it was the first time that I had ever, it's happened many times since, unfortunately, but um, someone who I knew that was famous had a big celebrity oh, death. Right. And then my friend went up there to be with them throughout, to be with Courtney throughout this. And so a couple of friends, not not just Joe, but some other friends I knew. And I was get like, you know, phone calls from the front because that was pre having all of us having email and having texts and everything. But um, I would he would call and check in and, tell what was going on which was really sad and upsetting but um but it was really sad oh but I remember Francis Bean's third birthday like Edward Norton was there and he was all beefed up for American History X that was when he was looking his best oh man he should have stayed that way yeah that was what I always thought he did that interview cover and it was all beefy and I was like you've made it yeah never changed yeah and cut to yeah hard to to look at anyway back to Francis Bean's birthday yeah and Courtney was there and you know she always had that kind of you know Always looked the same. Didn't always smell that fresh. Just always kind of punk Whatever rock. Sound. Punk rock riot girl. I have a lot of bean relatives too. Being a pancake. There's Being no, a pancake, of pure course. Pure coincidence. Well, I forgot that you had such a big Courtney Love connection. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? In honor of Kurt and Courtney, let's play my two favorite Kurt and Courtney songs. <laughs> okay. One, Rape Me by Kurt. Because <laughs> okay. that's really the greatest song. Okay. And then Malibu by wow. Courtney. I love yeah. that. That one. And wait, what's your favorite Courtney song? What's your favorite whole song uh, that you love? Oh, uh, my favorite whole song is Violet. Okay, and we're gonna throw that in too for uh, you, yay, Sammy. Thank you. All right, let, you know what? It's not just uh, not just all black people that I play on this show. Sometimes I let white people squeeze in, everyone. Squeeze it. I am like a rainbow, <laughs> a rainbow of music. Let's hit it.
dating the Mish, uh, and we were living in New York together. The who? My ex-boyfriend, we called oh, him the Mish. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. First it was the Moosh, and then I had a, never mind, it's a long story. <laughs> Another day. We called him the Mish. Um, and he used to love Courtney Love, and he really loved the Courtney's sound style, Malabam. <laughs> yeah. You know what, in my mind, when I think about like Courtney Love, I kind of think she kind of is a little bit like Gerg. 
Oh, really? She's a lot more energy than Gurr. What do you mean? I don't know. It's me, Cutty. I mean, my memory's like, she's pretty. Malibu. A lot more articulate than Gerg. Oh my goodness! Uh, is that mean? Uh, hi, Gerg. He's not here. I'd sit in front of his. I house. don't listen I... to the parts that I'm not in. <laughs> exactly. so it doesn't matter. Um, she, my, she was. Here's the thing. I love that music. I loved whole. I especially loved, you know, teenage whore, and uh, from on through, you know, all their albums, and especially live through this. And I just thought that was one of the most amazing rock albums of all time, especially in my lifetime. But she was always really nice to me. She was always really cool to me. I witnessed her crazy behavior to a lot of in a lot of other <laughs> settings and people and things. <laughs> but she's always cool to me. So I wish her well. You know, she's been looking good lately. Anyway, but you know, I I gotta say this one of my favorite albums of all time is Live Through This for sure. Wow. For Shanizzles. Um uh, I love that you were I love that your your whole LA like 20s going out yeah. like it's like those uh, yeah. Greg Araki movies or some shit with like the underground clubs and yeah. all that stuff that is fun that was the life we had and Greg Araki was there like right. literally <laughs> come to think of it you know that's just what it was it was like that I wish I you know my memory gets so scratchy that if I thought about it I could dredge up some more stories you know and do we could do a whole thing about that but just that whole time at the beginning of grunge and like all the riot girl stuff and the people come down here from Olympia and Portland and Seattle and all that scene. Yeah. I was kind of in the thick of that shit. Wow. Not always on the edges, not in the middle, but like, you know, it was pretty cool. Well, when I first moved to New York, I had never gone to a real nightclub. I did not understand why people liked 20 minute remixes of songs oh really i because i didn't drink or do drugs or anything till i was wow. probably like 23 what yeah i didn't drink all through college johnny i did not Except know that at the and very very tail end i had a couple drinks what? but i what? didn't i was super sober sally is this because you were in a muslim country <clears throat> no i went to school at boston university oh that's right I just didn't, I didn't have a desire to drink. Now, when I was a kid in Cairo, we did go to a disco. Oh, disco And we danced to Shanice, I Love Your Smile, and Millie Vanilli. Exactly. But it wasn't, And but when I was in college, I did not go to nightclubs. I mean, I occasionally went, but didn't really ever go. And I... But I was into club music and stuff, but I never understood why people would play like 20 minute versions of songs and why anyone, God, would want to go to a nightclub all night long and really? spend all night there. <laughs> I said, that is absurd. Well, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. No, thank you. Uh, but then I tried. One of the letters of the alphabet. Which letter is that? <laughs> well, it's one of the letters that comes after D. I just want you to know. Oh. And uh, me and my best friend, Maxine, uh, well, first I tried it. And then mm. uh, I went to the limelight for the first time. Okay, right. Sure, sure. And I had one of the greatest times of my life. And everything changed, Sam. I suddenly was like, this this is so fun. You're making out with boys and everyone's dancing and having fun. Yeah, it's like this and is the life, the like way this life. This is it. Yeah. Everyone's so happy and when you first do ecstasy, it really works. Oh, fuck. It, it works better. like a dream. Nothing better. Oh, my God. And so that, 
night, I had so much fun. I went back to my house, told my best friend, Maxine, I was like, oh my God, you got to do this. It was so much fun. <laughs> and we had a roommate, Ryan, who was a club kid from, from Alabama. Sure. Who loved club music, loved going out. And we were hanging out with... Bootlose at the time. Oh. Bootlose is not his real name, Sam, but okay. listeners of this podcast know about Bootlose. Oh he is a club coin <laughs> who has had moments of being shady. He's called Bootlose for, for a reason, but he was very deep into the club scene in New York, and the four of us started going out all the time. Wow. Friday night, Tunnel. Saturday, sure. Roxy into Twilo in the morning. Yeah. And then Twilo, take a break, go home. Sure. Go to Body and Soul oh. at night. Okay. I'm familiar with that that journey. Very so familiar. It yeah. was, and this was like the tail end of the huge club days of New York. Uh, in the 90s. It was, I moved there in the late 90s. Yeah. So when I started going out, it was really around 2000 or so. Yeah. Um, and that was when, so the big clubs were still existing. I remember that whole, yeah, 93 through 97, 98, having gone through a lot of that. So like you could go to these huge, like the tunnel was like rooms and yeah, rooms and runways and drag queens. Yeah. And I mean, just so many different places. And the limelight was an old church and it was old church with yeah. different rooms and levels. And the Roxy was just like, that was where Kevin Aviance was performing and he yeah. performed with his cunties. And this was when I just became obsessed and lo started to love club music. Okay. And became just so into these songs that we were hearing. It was your indoctrination. And like, of course, this was really before the internet was like, you could get everything off the internet. Yeah. So I would be hearing these club songs and wanting copies of them so badly. And I'm like, where can I find this right. music? Luckily, in New York, on the side of the street, they sell these bootleg CDs of Hot 97 and Radio. And I found one that was underground club dance hits. <laughs> I didn't know that. And it had all the songs that I was crazy about from the Roxy and Twilo and all those clubs. That's and this was like a generation of music that was just so good that I was just so obsessed with. And the ecstasy helped me really, <laughs> really love it. But I listened mm. to it for the, for the, and that whole period lasted about a year where I was going out like all the time. Wow. And uh, it was so much fun. And these songs were the songs. I mean, they were the, they were the ones that made me want to throw you my hands in the, the air. You slut. You know what? That's a good late night thing, but you know where I'm going to play them? Where? Right here. What are you right kidding? now. I wish I could do ecstasy. We're going to we're going to hear the songs that really did it for me. They include uh, Unspeakable Joy, Skin, Baby Wants to Ride, I Can't Share the Love, Your Child by Mary J. Blige remix, and of course, Cunty by Kevin Ovion. Of course. Of course. Hit it! Today you had a visitor, or should I say, an old friend? But wait a minute, that's not where it is, no. Is there something that you wanna tell me? Cause I'm believing what your friends say About your hidden secrets
Reflect yourself on your own. You came unique with mind and body.
Did you like those? That took me right back to 96. Did you get like a like rammed a in the high back feeling from them? Just like, yeah. It's the last high you're allowed to have. <laughs> bringing that up. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got. That's that, all I've got. That is your sweet Lord Jesus. Sweet Lord Jesus. <laughs> and lap dances at Saturday Night Slut. Yeah. Did we mention those 70 times yet? We did. That's This is an infomercial for that party, <laughs> Sam. Is. Now, oh, Sammy, man. being the special guest on the mixtape means you get to play your choices on the show. Thank you, Johnny. So what have you brought for me to hear? Well, you know, I brought three songs, which you requested, and I knew you were going to make fun of me for them, even though they're not sad, angry white lady songs. They're still sad. <laughs> no, it's... I brought Nina Simone, and it's a song called Everything Must Change from the album Baltimore. And I just heard it recently in a movie for the first time, this movie Another Happy Day with Ellen Barkin and... Ezra Miller, which is really pretty good. And it just is like one of those like sad, poignant, emotional, standing out on a balcony in the stormy seas and the clouds, but everything's going to be okay. And you have this one slight tear. It's like that in the montage of the movie at the end. Wow, wow. It's beautiful. And then I brought um, this really cool song called Bull Weevil with this guy, Greg Hale Jones. <laughs> I'm so fucking esoteric. He, uh, to, it's uh, he took old field recordings um, from the Library of Congress and remixed them. This is called Bull Weevil. And, uh, oh, I really, I do yeah. know this song and I do like it. I like when they take those old timey mm-hmm. recordings and like mix it up and it's like, like ladies, pop it in there. Yes, yeah, like ladies from a cotton field singing about bull weevils, and I like it too. It's it's kind of poignant and beautiful too. Yeah, remind you, know, you back in the days slavery when you were just born. <laughs> oh, those are the days back in the Civil back in the days Yankees in terror. And um, then I brought the drums, the song called The Saddest Summer Ever, which I used to love at the beginning of this summer. Little did I know it would happen to me this summer. And since we keep bringing it up. Oh, well, I mean, uh, though you don't want me to keep bringing it up, these are all very sober choices. Well, yeah, I realize there's kind of a theme. I I could have picked a zillion songs, but they kind of were, yeah, the theme. And I knew you'd have lots of fun club dance stuff, so I brought the other end. Yeah. For people who, you might not want to listen to it right now, but maybe when you're having a more melancholy moment, you could listen to it. But the drum song, Saddest Summer Ever, it's not a sad song. It's really upbeat and kicky, this little, you know, white boy indie band from Brooklyn. I think it's fun. Called The Drums. It's a group. And it's an instrument. <laughs> it's the drums. I actually do approve of these choices. I love <laughs> Nina Simone. Okay. I also love that she hated white people. <laughs> she definitely did hate white people. She did? Even me? It, I know. That's how I often feel about my favorite black stars that hate white people. Like, <laughs> do you think they even hate me, though? Yes, they do. But you can still <laughs> like them. You yes. can still like them and enjoy their work, even though they probably didn't want well, to. Well, did you like see it. what's kind of upsetting is they're doing a biopic of her right now with the, what's her name? Mary J. Blige? No, no, not Mary J. Uh, Avatar. Um, oh, Zoe Saldana? Yes, yeah, with a fake nose, like a like a bad fake Interesting. nose. Interesting. There were pics of it on like D-listed and stuff. It was really kind of like, whoo. I don't like and that. And Nina Simone's daughter, Simone, just Simone, does right. not approve. one name. And um, so that I sh- that should be interesting. And that is because Mississippi, goddamn, yeah. the ghost of Damn. Nina Simone's gonna come back. My name She's... is Peaches. Yeah. Um. 
well, I I'm happy for your choices to keep the mixtape eclectic. It's eclectic, like my beautiful little soul. Yeah. Like your beautiful little <laughs> tiny soul, shrunken ancient soul. Wonderful. Thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> Let's take a listen to Sammy's picks. <laughs>
Where is your native home? Where is your native home? 
and smells like uh, winter Sugar fresh, uh, I, I, like a like mountain man Mitchum. That's what it smells like. <laughs> Irish Spring is what I wanted to say. You mean Old Spice Swagger? Old Spice Swagger. That's right. You mean um, Axe Body Spray? Axe Body Spray. Phoenix Rising? Yes, Phoenix. <laughs> that whenever I smell you, that's what I think of. Axe Body Spray. Phoenix Rising. It's Julie Goldman, everybody. Yay. Woo. And the most cool cheering section ever. Yay. Yay. Brandy Howard. Yay. What a delightful and eclectic mixtape. It's like NPR in here today. It's this American life. It's this American jizz. Morning becomes McGovern. Oh, I could have my own show on NPR and speak very softly. The boys at Saturday Night Slut and their huge cocks were swinging like crazy. And we have a pole. A pole that you can sit on. Johnny, tell me about that <laughs> towel dance I've heard so It's so a much really about. great moment for everyone at the club. It's a club moment where they hit their dicks against <laughs> the towel. That's the great and delightful thing. That sounds they like a lot of fun. They hit their dicks against the towel. <laughs> That's a sexual, sexual voice. It is. That's bonerific. Um, it really hits you in your... Middle area. <laughs> does it? Yeah, it does. Magic triangle. Thank you. That's a delight. That is a delight. Well, there's one more song I want to wrap up the mixtape with, y'all. It's because uh, I've played it before, but I just really can't get enough of Ha. Because Miss DJ Nita mm. on Professional Girl. That's just on Professional Girl. One of my favorite DJs <laughs> of all time and one of my homegirls was recently chosen by Beyonce herself no. to do an official remix for <gasps> Countdown. This happened a couple months ago and I played it on the show, but her single Countdown, you know, 10. Yeah. It's already like a remix. I don't know that song. You don't? Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> what a shock, Julie. Well, Because you know it has an R&B song with true. Beyonce. It's true. It's a great song, Julie. and But it's a very difficult song to remix because it gets fast. The time gets signatures slow, are crazy. It changes around. It moves around. And... Uh, mm. DJ Nita has done an genius mix of it that really takes it into deep house clubland territory, but manages to work with all those weird time signatures and the thing. And Beyonce put her stamp of approval on it, mm. and it's been released as one of the official Beyonce remixes. Oh my god! So that's pretty fucking exciting. We should all buy that so Beyonce can get more rich. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's, you know what? Beyonce's blue. not rich enough. No. Let's do it. Do you think Beyonce would make an appearance at Gay Weekend of All Time? Do you think so? Um, I mean, but DJ Nita. Hi will. everyone. I've never heard of. I've never heard of y'all. Beyonce. Y'all Beyonce. Seem sweet. Oh, Beyonce. Who are you, Beyonce. sir? Hey, ma'am. Hello, ma'am. My name's Sermon. Oh, hello. Sermon Hemsley. Victory Sermon. Victory Sermon. I like Hi, your Victory name. Victory Sermon. I like your name. Thanks for coming to Gay Weekend of All Time. I'm not coming. I'm just go driving past in my car. I know, you know what time will you be performing? <laughs> Don't worry. I'm performing. It's me, Michelle Williams from Best in Michelle. I actually work at the sex club oh. next to the place where you do engage with you all the time. So I'll be performing Break the Dawn with all y'all. 
<laughs> Beyonce would recognize Adam Joseph from her previous drive-by. That's true. Beyonce oh, did right. say hi to Adam <laughs> Joseph when he was filming the Faggy right. Attention video. Really? Yeah, she did. Wow. Listen to the last mixtape podcast and you can learn a lot, Sam. I guess I'll have to now. Yes, you will have to now. <laughs> Even though I'm not on her. Um, uh, gayest weekend of all time is happening, everyone. It's Yay. going to be happening and it will be featuring... DJ Nito! DJ Nito! Unprofessional girl. And Beyonce! Well, <laughs> check the small print on that yeah. one. I heard Beyonce's gonna be check there. Check the small hey print. Uh, we'll be spilling all the details for the gayest, of all time, gayest weekend of all time very soon. Where to get your tickets, where to get the info, who's gonna be there. It's gonna be amazing. My little gay babies, I love you. I wanna wish you champagne wishes and faggoty dreams from... Hollywood! Sam was like, Leewood! Leewood! He got me again! He got me again! (laughs) All right, enjoy this DJ Nita mix as we say goodbye.
Oh! 